we called it. Thanks for coming in. We've been away for a minute, been kind of busy in our own lives, but we are back to give you all the advice you need before the fantasy football and regular football season starts. We're going to be covering uh, fantasy drafting this week. We're going to be going through rounds and giving you who we like and who we don't like. Uh, and with me is Dr. Kenneth Call. How's it going, Ken? Hey, Phil. Just excited. You know, uh, fantasy draft season's upon us. And, uh, you know, every single time you go in, think you're ready. And then all of a sudden you get real nervous for draft picks as your, your picks coming up two picks away, watching names fall off the board. Don't worry. After watching this, you'll be good to go. Yeah, nothing is worse than getting the player you want sniped right before you're about to take him. And then there's nothing there besides garbage to take. But this is why you listen to us so you can know who to grab anyway. All right. Um, before we get started, just a reminder, at 100 subscribers, we will be doing a J.J. Watt rookie card giveaway. Whoa, what's so, this? 100 subscribers. Right there. there he is. Looks beautiful. $100 value. Great, great odds for everyone to win. So please subscribe. Tell your friends. Share our links. Give out the information. You, well, you can wait till after your fantasy draft, though, since you want to win that. But uh, And then lastly, I just want to remind everyone, the best part of the fantasy season is the fantasy draft. Because your team is always undefeated, guaranteed at that point. So everyone's the happiest and most optimistic at that point. With that said, here we go. Ken, we're going to start off with round one. Is there anyone, you know, that you are extremely higher on than usual? Because these are all round one picks. If they are not home runs, then your team probably already lost. I don't think, I mean, round one, you don't really lose in round one unless a player gets hurt. Uh, and... Can you go wrong? I mean, sure. But uh, the one player that uh, I like later in the round that if he started to scoot up here, maybe I'm a homer bias here, but Nicholas Chubb. That man gets a whole name because he deserves respect. I will tell you, he... Uh, now, first off, Brown's getting better. I expect that offense to explode. I expect Deshaun Watson to be closer to you know what he should have been. Uh, uh, two years ago, but uh, before Deshaun Watson came in last year, uh, Nick Chubb was the RB1. Now, uh, yes, it's certainly going to be more of a pass focus, but uh, I think that's going to open up running lanes, and that's all Nick Chubb needs. Expect big plays, expect them often. Also, there's no third down running back. It is Nick Chubb. I do not believe in Jerome Ford. I do not believe in Demetri Felton. I don't believe in anyone else they will put out there. So. Um, I love Kareem Hunt. He's not there anymore. It is all Nick Chubb all day in a potentially much better offense. Yeah, I think there was a lot of value to Nick Chubb last year, and the Browns definitely over, um, what's it called? Exceeded expectations. I had him on my list of players I want in the first round, you know, at that back end if all the top receivers go. Um, but the Browns should have a much better offense with Deshaun Watson, you know, actually not coming off of two years and not playing football and a second year in the system without being suspended for weeks and not playing with the first team as much. So huge high on Nick Chubb. Um, in terms of don'ts, I don't have any advice. If you take anyone in this first round, they better be successful. So like um, they're, they're top of the line for the reason. The only thing I, I, I will say uh, on don'ts, not that Travis Kelsey is a do, uh, do not, but if you draft Travis Kelsey and you draft him, you know, mid first you need to get a wide receiver second if not absolutely in the third 
of the of the top eight receivers last year, seven of them were drafted in the top ten. It's just a a little um, it's an easier expectation. But uh, you know, if you if you go in and you draft you know, Travis Kelsey and maybe a running back, maybe you know uh, Josh Allen falls to you in the third, something like that, and you're like all excited. You will not like your team and your wide receivers if you start off drafting in the fourth. Absolutely. You cannot, if you get a tight end early, you can also not get a quarterback because your team just loses. Like you can't have, you know, a low end RB2 and a mid wide wide receiver one a lot to compete. You got to have higher end players at those points. Um, now for round two, I do have someone I don't want and you might disagree, but it's Derrick Henry. I think my biggest fear here is that if I'm drafting an RB this high, I need him to be a home run, like my hero to the team. And I, there is an easy way out where Tennessee punts on the year. They start resting players. They start taking a look at their younger guys. And I think it's Tajay Spears. He looked really good in the preseason last week. I could see him vulturing some carries as they uh, prepare for life after Derrick Henry in the following years. So I am, I am very scared of Derrick Henry in the second round. I will say he's one of those players that I love because, you know, when you start doing mock drafts way too early, you could get Derrick Henry in the third round. And man, that is crazy value. But if he's sneaking up, he's almost in the first round here. Uh, I don't hate him, but I, I don't see a lot of teams of mine with him on there. Who do you like from this round? All right. So anyone you like in this round? Yeah. Uh, going. If there's um, no one, we can move on. <laughs> I mean, once again, really hard to go wrong with, with uh, this. This is a round where uh, almost certainly I'm going to end up getting uh, receivers. Um, Ramondre Stevenson is a back that I do love. Uh, I don't know if Connor's changed that since uh, yeah, he initially started. Um, after seeing that pick of Zeke, I sent Phil uh, that that picture of him starting with the Patriots. I am I am not scared of Zeke. Uh, he might yes, he might take some goal line carries, but. What Ramondre Stevenson did last year with Damian Harris, and yes, the twenty two the twenty twenty two version of uh, Damian Harris is better than the twenty twenty three version of Zeke. Ramondre is king in that backfield. They actually have an offensive coordinator this year. I don't think I think their offense is only going to get better. But uh, once again, it'll open up things for Ramondre. Uh, I, I like this. Not a huge fan of the offense overall in general, but I'm certainly a huge fan of Ramondre Stevenson this year. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I am not scared of Zeke. I think he might vulture some touchdowns. That's life, you know, as a fantasy player. Could have been a tight end vulturing touchdowns instead of Zeke. So it is what it is. But I still think Ramondre is the centerpiece of what should be a run-first offense. Um, Now, someone else I don't want in this round. We're just going to keep trashing RBs is JT. He's allegedly coming back this week. But I am just not trusting a guy who was not there taking snaps to begin the year i'm guessing they will want to play through him thanks to anthony richardson um but i am just not trusting the commitment and the health of jt this is a guy who definitely i could see you know a slight bruise turning into missing two weeks because he wants his money so i am just fading jt for you know contract reasons really at this point i completely agree and i will stress it is only contract reasons i love jonathan taylor as a player uh, I really think that that's the best thing they could do for their young quarterback is get him out there. Uh, but at the same time, uh, clearly there's uh, just some uh, distaste there. Jim Irsay is and is just 
the worst owner to have in this situation. He just talks when he shouldn't. He is not giving people money. He's not going to trade them. Uh, I'm sorry. I, it, it's all a sticky situation. It's all outside of the football field. Yeah, I am. There is no one better at isolating their best players than Jim Ursay. That is for sure. Um, and now someone I do want, and I drafted him in our family league for a reason, even though I had Tyree Kill, it's Jalen Waddle. Um, I don't think I, I, I could see Tua throwing for 4,000 yards and 3,500 going to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. I mean, that's pretty much what they did last year, and they were phenomenal. Jalen Waddle has huge upside to win you any week on his own. Um, if he was a first round pick, I would never touch him, even though he could get 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns. Uh, and that's just because his floor could be bottoming out. However, when you get a first round pick and you pair him with him, then you get unlimited upside with some downside. But good thing you have your first round pick to come in and save the day and give you that high floor week to week. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other person just to mention, and once again, his his uh, stock is uh, creeping up here. Uh, I like him early in the third, not so much like late in the second, but uh, Chris Olave. Uh, you know, when when you talk about breakouts, especially at wide receiver position, you start at the second year ones. Sometimes, you know, third years uh, can you know break out as well. But uh, everything from the camp reports say that him, Derek Carr, are getting along great. Uh, he, when Jameis Winston was in, who you know certainly threw the ball a little uh, deeper than uh, Andy Dalton last year. I mean, Chris Olave was a stud to start the year. So. Uh, Hopefully, uh, now Derek Hart is a good deep ball passer, asked Devontae Adams last year, uh, and you know he had a good one to compare to. But uh, if that connection stays strong, I do not fear Michael Thomas is going to steal anything, or at least for a long period. Um, overall, I like New Orleans offense uh, in general, but uh, Chris Olave, he could be a guy that you know we're talking about with like the the C.D. Lambs and the Stefan Diggs next year, you know, going uh, jumping up a tier. All right. Uh, a couple of guys, this is just the last two. I won't go dip, give details on them, but uh, Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris are two guys I am finding on none of my teams. I have done some best ball drafts and they just are people that fall through the cracks. Take that for what it's worth. Um, now the last guy that I have to mention uh, in this grouping is going to be Jameer Gibbs. Yes, I know. Uh, we trashed him and the Lions for drafting him at the point they did. However, uh, fantasy football is different than real football. Just because I don't take a running back with my first pick, uh, you know, 13th overall pick in the NFL draft doesn't mean I don't want him high in a fantasy football draft. The guy is said to be getting all these targets. PPR especially is where you want him. If you're in standard, maybe fade him till the fourth or fifth round. But uh, Jameer Gibbs, he is going to be working in a lot in the passing game. I think there was uh, a stat. Craig Reynolds had eight targets in the first half of the Lions preseason game, and that just goes to show you how they're scheming this offense going into the year. And remember, this receiving core is uh, currently suspended because they were all gambling. <laughs> so I'm happy to take Jameer Gibbs so that get, getting those extra targets early in the year. Uh, what do you think about Gibbs? I agree. Uh, remember, I had the, the Detroit passing offense much higher up than you guys uh, when we were ranking, and that was because I count Jameer Gibbs as uh, a receiving option. Um, I, you know, the, the real question is: is how often do these you know receiving backs get work? It sounds like they're making the exception to get him out there. Um, you know, DeAndre Swift, what he did last year when he was available. I mean, that that is a very very good 
comparison. You keep hearing that he is Alva Camara, but young in uh, Detroit. And man, I got to tell you, nobody loved uh, a young Alvin Camara more than me. Just electric with the ball. Um, if if we get that again, all the more reason to be excited about the Detroit Lions offense. Yeah, I think uh, the big thing too is people are worried. David Montgomery came in, is making you know twenty million dollars. Um, but the thing is, Camara, I think he only had like less than two hundred rushes his rookie season when he was a top five RB alongside Mark Ingram. So just a reminder that how much more valuable uh, a target is than a carry. And, you know, like I said, PPR, that could be huge, huge, huge value. All right, Mm -hmm. Uh, let's get out of these top three rounds and start to get to the point where you start to win your league a little Uh, bit more. Rounds four, five, and six, where you can get high-end value. Go ahead. uh, One other other guy I want to mention, sorry. A lot of running backs right now, but uh, Joe Mixon, uh, he, you know, he avoided all sorts of uh, suspension, even in the future. It looks like he he decides that guys, I will take a pay cut, burn me into the ground this year. Don't even get me a backup. Uh, you know this Chase, you know Chase Brown sixth round draft pick. Sure, sounds great, but he is on a high powered elite offense. He is the only running back getting carries, and he catches the ball. Um, you know, yes. The the question is is He's not as explosive as he was before. And, you know, I doubt you're going to see 70-yard touchdowns from him. But at the same time, he is a good, certainly above-average running back in a fantastic situation. Uh, Always been an injury concern. But uh, getting him, you know, mid-third, that's a steal. Absolutely. I forgot to mention him. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that has hero RB potential if you grab two wide receiver ones, you know, two high-end wide receivers to start. All right, now back to what I was saying. Rounds four to six is where you win your league because when you can get value of a second-round pick in the fourth, the fifth, or sixth round, and these are the guys with the opportunities to do so right off the bat, you know, league winners are really 10th rounders when you get lucky because they take over at starting running back. But here is where you can get huge, huge, huge value regardless. And my number one is right on the border of these two rounds, the third and the fourth. That's Amari Cooper. Uh, I've been high on the Browns, at, you know, all offseason saying this is the team that's going to come out and they're going to challenge the Bengals for the division. I've said Deshaun Watson's going to bounce back. And if he does, that means Amari Cooper is going to be a 1500 yard receiver. So I am very, very high on Amari Cooper. He is a guy I see, I see falling onto my teams frequently. So I am huge. Amari Cooper, all the way. Let's go Browns. He will not be able to get any touchdowns because Nick Chubb will be getting them all. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, 1,500 I'm... yards is good enough. <laughs> no, um, I, I like Amari Cooper um, as well. I'll be honest, I'm not as big a fan of any other uh, res- receiver in the Brown system, but Amari Cooper looked good last year. Um, this sounds like Deshaun likes him. You know, Elijah Moore, sure, but I, I don't think he's breaking into what Amari Cooper is going to do. Unfortunately, so in this uh, fourth anyone round, you like in this round? Well, the fourth round, I think we got to start with the dislikes. It could be just people you hate. Any, anyone of note? <laughs> uh, in our draft, uh, in our our family league, I completely skipped the fourth round to get Alexander Madison, who technically isn't maybe is in the fourth round at the very, very, very end. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I do like I like Aaron Jones. I don't absolutely love him. Um, <sighs> Lamar Jackson, he just hasn't been there at the end of the year when you need him. He, he'll get you tons of points when he's a, when he's around, but 
you know, when he gets hurt now, when he gets soft tissue injuries, when he gets the ankle sprints, he's out the entire time because he's like, listen, that's my money. I need to be as mobile as possible. Um, but uh, so of, of the top tier uh, quarterbacks, I prefer going with a different one besides Lamar. Debo, he's the guy who I first I, I want to love. I want to love him so much. Great football player. Unfortunately, uh, there's just too many weapons, and I think he's more of an odd man out. He's the jack of all trades type uh, on that offense. But you got um, Ayuk, who's who's a great receiver. Uh, you got uh, McCaffrey, and I just I think Debo is going to be more of a flex play this year. Unfortunately, uh, Brees Hall coming off an injury, and Dalvin Cook, I'm not trusting him. Uh, Miles Sanders, he's just I don't trust that that offense. I know everybody loves Miles Sanders this year. I am I am not part of that. Uh, the people I like at this one are in the back of the round, Jerry Judy and Alexander Madison. Yeah, so I'm with you on that. Miles Sanders is a guy I liked coming in, and I think he pulled his groin recently. And of course, soft tissue injuries are never ever a running back's friend. Just flaring up every now and then, missing random weeks always hurts. Game time decisions that come back to bite you in the butt. Um, Brees Hall is the guy I had flag as a don't, and that's obvious. Um, he was on the pup a week ago, and now they have a $9 million running back alongside him. Michael Carter was already a guy I thought could eat into his workload, not majorly, but you know, just enough that it's annoying. And now they have another running back for an off behind an offensive line that I think is one of the worst in the league. So I am out on Brees Hall. And then uh, DJ Moore is a guy I see falling onto my teams anymore uh, a lot. So take that for what it is. I won't go into details. I'm just, you know, huge on him mm-hmm. as the number one in Chicago. So- Mm-hmm. one right. other guy I just have to Go mention ahead. um kenneth walker so uh he is the type of guy where you know i could see him at the end of the year being the guy who's not getting receiving and not getting uh, goal line targets uh and essentially giving away to zach charbonnet which uh essentially means you know plummets his value or i could see him being exactly where he was last year as a you know closer to like a top 10 you know, uh, back end top 10 running back week in, week out and being like, wow, I missed it. Um, if you're on that Kenneth Walker bandwagon, you just think he's, he's that much better. Awesome. He isn't a good explosive player. I just think that Zach Charbonnet just does everything, you know, that, uh, Kenneth Walker's limited in. He was a, not a good goal line back last year. He's not the get the six yard type of guy. And guess what? Pete Carroll loves the six yard type of guy. Um, so, hard to say i'm not finding him on my teams but it's one of those things that if it comes and kicks me at the end of the year i wouldn't be surprised yeah i'm with you ken walker is that guy he has such big play potential but i i've seen the charts of success rate versus yards per carry or explosive play right and it's like success rate he is a guy on first and 10 who might get minus two yards every time but on third and 20 he might get an 80 yard touchdown which it's just something a guy i can't invest in um Heading to round five, um, I'm just going to start off big guy I like. You know it, Terry McLaurin. Again, a team I've been on is the Commanders. I think they're underrated. I think Sam Howell is going to come out and be a very, very okay starting quarterback. <laughs> they have Eric Bieniemy to give him creativity offensively, and I think their defense is going to be just phenomenal. Um, I believe Chase Young didn't go anywhere, which means their defensive front is the meanest in the league when healthy. So if they can stay that way, it's going to be just imposing its will on people. So 
Terry McLaurin, though he is in he's always the guy who has had the awful quarterbacks but still produced eleven hundred yard years, just like DJ Moore, another guy, like I said, I'm, I'm grabbing. Uh so that's why I like him. But this is I believe Sam Howell will be a good enough quarterback to raise the, keep that floor high. And I believe the play calling will be much better to create better opportunities so he can finally break out and maybe only get 1,300 yards, but up that touchdown number. Ken, anyone yeah. you like in round five? I got to tell you, so it once in our family league here, I drafted Justin Fields as a steal. I drafted him, I think, early seventh round. And all I did afterwards was regret it. And the truth is, is I'm just not a believer in Justin Fields. I'm a believer in him as an athlete. He's going to get his rushing yards. But man, does that scare me as a, a whole year fantasy player. Going back to this Lamar Jackson thing where he's like, you know, if he's hurt, he can't run. He's limited. You know, they are, you know, everything out of Chicago is he's looking great. He's actually passing the ball. But the truth is he was just so far behind as a passer last year. I just don't believe in someone to make that jump uh, more and more. Um, you know, is he a bad draft pick? No. Do I believe in quarterbacks around him a lot more? Yes. Get at in this, you know, of the Justin Fields and Justin Herberts, I will take Justin Herbert all day. I want some consistency with a guy who I truly believe is an elite passer. Um, other people I'm finding myself not drafting are uh, DeAndre Hopkins in this group. I really like Chris Godwin. I like Tampa Bay Buccaneers in general, but um, just, just as a personal team. But I, I think that's too rich for my blood. Um, Christian Watson is another one that just unfortunately, I just don't believe in Jordan Love to be as big play of a guy. Um I, I do like Romeo Dobbs later, but um, the other people in this uh, group I, that I do like, uh, I do, I, I'm on with Terry McLaurin with you. Uh, I really like Drake London. I really like Justin Herbert. And when you get a bunch of few guys that you like like that, you're not getting the people around them. Yeah. Uh, one guy I will say I like is Damian Pierce. Um, I believe last year he was sitting out, uh, not due to true injuries, but due to like, we're out of the playoffs and we might as well rest you because we know running backs lifetime is shorter. Let's not get those carries knocked out of you right away. So Damian Pierce has looked good in the preseason. He played every, I think he played like every snap he could with the starters uh, in their latest preseason game. So I think they're going to round run him. Nothing like a defensive minded coach to run their, you know, star looking running back until, uh, until they cry. So I am all in Damian Pierce. Uh, well, I'm not all in, but if if you need a running back, you went, you know, zero RB or something, you could do a lot worse than grabbing Damian Pierce, you know, in this fifth round. Mm -hmm. So all right, let's head right, over to the sixth. Mm -hmm. Right so, here, go ahead. into like the fifth and sixth round, like like you said with Damian Pierce. Then there was Cam Akers, um, Rashad White. Yeah, there he is. He he's around here somewhere. Um, and James Conner. All of those guys are potential three down workhorses you're getting way late so this is another reason where um you know i am going much heavier um wide receiver in the uh the later round or the earlier rounds might not be pretty you might not get uh you know all of these uh like splash plays they might not be hitting the highlight reels they might be really boring standard guys for your team but you hit big with these other receivers, and these guys are not going to let you down at the end of the year. You know, they're, they're, as long as they're, you know, not riddled with injuries, 
you know, they'll put up a decent fantasy uh, output just based on being a running back, and running back is based on value. All right, so here we are, round six. Um, now, this, to me, is a big round because I find myself grabbing people aggressively in the fifth round from this round, and that's just because the number one of this list is Mike Williams. Uh, I've mentioned, I think you and I had Herbert as our league-leading passer. Uh, mm-hmm. when we were talking that those odds a uh, month or two ago. And Mike Williams is a big reason why the guy has all the talent to be a wide receiver one in a pass-heavy offense and just a monster, making big plays, scoring in the red zone, making contested catches, all that great stuff that you look for. The problem is his health. So when I'm grabbing him as my third, maybe fourth wide receiver, I am all for it. I think if he can stay healthy, nine yards target in a creative offense with Kellen Moore, I think this guy could just easily, you know, blow up and flip with Keenan Allen and be the guy going in the second round instead of the guy going in the fifth for the Chargers. So uh, one, like? one note I do want to make right here is everybody find So uh, when I draft, I actually like to have the old school printout of the uh, – the overall rankings, I, I have two. One is the rankings. One is the rankings You're by old. position. Uh, I know. And I have highlighters. I have different color highlighters. Oh, man. But I will tell you, system does not fail. But I want you guys to do that. I want you to find Trevor Lawrence. I want you to put a big underline right underneath his name. Trevor, so this year in quarterback, I want to have a high score. I want a, a set in, forget it guy. I do not want to be uh, uh, going through and uh, every week finding the QB a new, carousel. Yeah, a new waiver wire. No, thank you. Uh, it's just that these top tier people are just that much better at this point. Uh, and I like Trevor Lawrence. He has a little bit of a rushing game in him too. All the weapons that they did in Jacksonville. I I go listen. If my team starts at quarterback without Trevor Lawrence or up. I do not like it. Um, now he's the eighth at the your position rank. You know that you know that's less than you know six. You know it's going to be a lower end quarterback. But man, I I think Trevor Lawrence. He's the guy we're going to be talking about him with Josh Allen and J, uh, Pat Mahomes next year when we're drafting. Uh, I really like that offense. I really like the teams that they're playing in that uh, uh, in that division. Uh, so uh, from this one. I, so the, the trade in our family league, I had Justin Fields, and it all centered around getting Trevor Lawrence. So upgrading at receiver, getting Trevor Lawrence. You swapped was a picks. Huge win. You swapped, like, picks to eight, right? That was it. You guys swapped picks to eight in your, uh, in, the, in your trade. I upgraded at receiver, and I got Trevor Lawrence. I saw it as a huge win. Um, <laughs> so him, I don't, I don't right, like sir. So. That's fine. I was going to say now, so I don't like George Kittle in this round. And I had him his rookie season, and it was the greatest thing ever, watching this guy come out of nowhere, light up the league, play every game, and start busting out those man touchdowns where he stiff-armed five players and then did a backflip over the other six. However, he is just too frail in a loaded offense, and it is way too high a premium for a player. I think he, he will win you two or three weeks with 24-point performances. I don't think 
um, he is stable enough to be a week in and week out uh, tight end and that's reliable. That's going to keep you when you when you pay a premium like this, you want to be getting, you know, top six tight end production every week. And I don't think he is in a position to give you that. Now, if he's going two rounds later and you can get the high upside, that's much better. Uh, but like I said, I, I want a better floor for a guy that I'm putting some extra capital in. Phil, don't you dare use the word frail to describe the best blocking tight end in the league. He might be one of the best blockers. Did I say frail? I probably meant fragile. (laughs) Shouldn't say fragile either. The guy is made of stone. Uh, (laughs) But uh, That's why he's missed like eight games a year. So Debo Samuel and George Kittle, do everyone do yourselves a favor. Uh, save that game on your NFL ticket. Watch the 49ers. Watch Debo and George Kill show you how to be real men on the football field, but do not draft them on your fantasy team. I have I have Debo in a couple of best ball leagues simply because he's like a fourth rounder that I think has the potential to be a top two guy or you know top two round guy. And we'll see if he can just pan out. I really want him to. Uh, I want him the- to so bad, but. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> All right, so here we are, rounds, uh, round seven, um, a layup. Javante Williams is a guy I think we both like. Uh, he went in the fifth round in our family league, and I am not the biggest fan of that. That's a little aggressive for me. However, if you can get him here in the seventh, that's phenomenal. That means you have all your other starters, and you're grabbing him as a potential flex or bench player. He, I think he is going to be a centerpiece to the Broncos' offense um, every time Sean Payton was a coach. Running backs shine in New Orleans. So, um, you know, it was they had two playable running backs at all times. And this guy, I think, is just going to be the stud leading this offense. Lots of catches, lots of carries. And the Broncos are another team I think bounce back. So that's they're a team I have lots of shares of in best ball. So my concern is that he is flying up draft boards. And, you know, listen, it's everyone's waiting on this injury. I would and- not go higher than the sixth. I actually like him right where he's at. I, I, I would actually be worried. I just like too many people in the six to to get him there. Um, but Javante Williams is coming off of a multi-ligament knee injury. Yes. Is he Adrian Peterson? Uh, now, I've learned my lesson from betting on miracle comebacks from uh, significant injuries. But this one is right under an Achilles for what it does to you. Um, so Javante Williams, you know, the fact that there's a huge difference between being there and showing off and he is certainly there in practice which is great but i really i strongly feel that although i think denver will use two running backs i think it will be as close it will be 55 45 it will be we're back to the javante williams melvin gordon uh you know love angle that uh we've had over the last uh few years but um I really worry about re-injury for him. Uh, you know, he's coming back super quick. The from a health standpoint, from a doctor perspective, Samaje Pirine is the better bet between number one, uh, having a coach that has always used two running backs, and number two, having that uh, that security blanket. If you know Javante gets hurt, you know Pirine can step up. He's done it. He did it last year. Uh, he is one of the guys I circle. Get you know, get him in the ninth or tenth round we'll this get, year. We'll get to rounds ten plus in a minute. But real quick, I'm breaking sorry, news. they're related. And by that, they're I mean, related. We have, we have a 
we have a question. Should I trade Eckler and Devontae for Chase and Bijan? Full pot redraft. I would rather have Chase and Bijan. Wait, a redraft? Yes. And it's, who's it? I'd rather have Chase and Bijan than Eckler and Devontae. Devontae. He's giving away Eckler and Devontae Adams. Give give me Chase and Bijan. Uh, I didn't talk about him because he's right next to Chad, but man, dude, get Bijan. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Very easy. All right. The answer um, is in the video now, as well as the chat. We can move on back to talking about things that really matter, like these, sorry. all these so, players here. I am not, you know, Javante Williams, sure, here. The other one that I love right now is James Cook. Now, I want I, I want to get him before he flies up draft boards uh, too much. But, uh, yes, he will probably not get goal line carries, but neither will any of the other running backs in Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen is still going to do that. But, man, James Cook looks explosive. The Buffalo Bills have a good offense. And get, outside of Stephon Diggs, they do lack explosive just straight talent players i like i do like gabe davis as well he's just not on that uh next level dalton kincaid you know you know a good tight end but i will tell you that james cook is the second best uh positional player on that team uh i like good players and good offenses it's that simple hopefully they can get him more um you know uh more receptions but uh you know, in the seventh round, you're getting a guy who can certainly give you an RB2 floor. Um, I, I take that yeah. every day. So, so we always talk about um, being grabbing players from good offenses because good offenses are more likely to score more, right? Very easy logic. And James Cook is an explosive player on an explosive offense that I think um, will find good ways to use its players better. So, I am just excited because they're they're going to move away from Josh Allen running the ball at midfield for 10 yards. So I think Cook could be the one to benefit, get extra carries. And when he touches the ball, man, it's explosive. Every play could be a touchdown. So, yep. uh, um, let's see. Other people here. Uh, uh, do you have any me... don'ts? Oh, go ahead. Um, other people I really, really like in this group. I mean, this this one's again, is just a good round. Javante James Cook. I like Dallas Goddard. I, I, I try to get him. He's he's my underlying tight end. He's the Trevor Lawrence of tight ends for me. Um, and Jahan Dotson. Uh, Jordan Edison, I do like as well. More so, you know, flyer. I'd be nervous to start him week one. But, um, you know, Jahan Dotson, everything you said about Washington, except for I think that his cap is 1B to McLaurin. Um, but I think he is certainly better than a wide receiver too. Um, just tons of talent. Uh, he looks good. He he has a nose for the end zone. I'll take it. Um, let's see. People in best ball, I always grab DeAndre Swift. I mentioned. I like him, and I think he's way too talented. He had five. He had five and a half yards carry. If he can stay on the field, I think he will stand out behind an Eagles offense that. Made Miles Sanders phenomenal. Kenneth Gainwell's look good. Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, all those guys played really well in their opportunities last year. And I think DeAndre Swift is a dude that can absolutely light up the field when given um, the ball and opportunities. So I think uh, he, I think he has already established himself as the one. 
even with a 50% workload of everyone uh, being there, I think it can be a huge, um, a high floor guy. Unfortunately, the touchdown upside is not there, thanks to Jalen Hurts and the double cheek push, absolutely vulturing touchdowns. Um, but then moving on, we have round eight. Here we go. So I have the number one player again with comments, but this time JSN is a guy I am not drafting. That is a loaded team. I think he is a guy that can that might fall off and be dropped um, by week four in the season because he is not getting the usage that uh, people expected. He is definitely a guy I think that will come on later in the year, whether it's due to an injury to Tyler Lockett or you know him maturing as a receiver and developing to the game uh, as a rookie. So I do not trust JSN. I like him as a talent. I do not like the situation. It's great for the Seahawks to have so many weapons. It is not great from a fantasy perspective. I think DK Metcalf is currently the only guy locked into a guaranteed role from week one through the end of the year. Well, I agree. Uh, I actually picked Jackson Smith and Jigwood solely because he's he was dropping, and man, I I'm cheap and I love value, especially in fantasy. Uh, he ended up being part of the trade package, um, and I was really happy about that. I turned him into Jahan Dotson. He was his his flip, huge win for me. I feel, um, but um, you know, I, I agree. It's like the thing is, is you know, yes, uh, elite or elite talent. Uh, rookie receivers can stand out but there's already tons of talent there in that room uh i just don't think he stands out compared to dk nobody nobody stands out compared to dk metcalf just physically um but uh <laughs> no I, I i agree you know i'll hold my breath maybe later on in in the career you know not not so you know a year or two later but um i'll i'll be happy i'll be fine missing on him this year Another guy like that too is Khalil Herbert for me. Like, uh, I do I like him? Yeah. Is he going higher than where I would pick him? Yes. Justin Fields once again is going to get touchdowns there, um, and they have Dante Foreman who is just a monster uh, of a running back. Um, you know, he might get uh, some goal well. Line you are stuff. wrong about who their starting running back is. That is, you are oh. wrong about who their starting running back is, and you're so, going to be shocked by the guy Rashawn. I want later on. I'm all in on Rashawn Johnson, 100. percent He's actually he the name be, I had. He should of, be a ninth round pick. He's a. That's the guy I will take a flyer <laughs> on later. Absolutely. Um, another. Yep. I, I'm so sick of talking about Washington uh, people. We do it a lot here. But Brian mm-hmm. Robinson and Antonio Gibson, neither of those are bad picks right now. They're now Brian Robinson is going to be boring, but I think at the end of the year, his last like you know his healthy five or uh, games or so, he averaged or he was on like a fourteen hundred yard pace or something like that from rushing, like uh, especially in like a half PPR. Uh, you certainly can do way worse. I mean, you can get a, a flex and be happy with him. Uh, right there, Antonio Gibson. He's kind of like the, the flashier name to get because they're talking about him in the passing game. Uh, he was a receiver in in college. Like he's he's gonna be good. I I I don't think you can go wrong. I don't think you pick either of those guys and regret it later on in the year. All right. Uh, I actually have Robinson as a guy I don't want, and it's simply because um I'd rather have Gibson at this point. And it's literally just since since they're you know next to each other, I'd rather give me Antonio Gibson. So therefore, don't give me Brian Robinson. Kind of the logic. Uh, but however, I don't blame you. Like you said, 
I think he's locked into a lot he's two of spots carries. Higher. Of course, just I from want the Antonio Gibson, Bill, but <laughs> much more. He's you want an early vanilla or chocolate ice cream. You're still uh, getting ice cream. It's fine. <laughs> um. All right. So someone I have marked as a don't draft. Uh, I'm moving on to round nine now. I don't know if there's other people, but um, it is got to be Rashad Penny. I think he's actually going into the 10th, but yeah, he's, he's right on the border. But Rashad Penny is a guy I do not want. Um, I wanted him earlier in the year because I thought um, him and DeAndre Swift could compete and share the workload as both being injured on and off. Um, but the reason I don't want him is because it looks like he's falling out of favor with the Eagles. I know he got the largest workload in the most recent preseason game, but I don't think that means too much. I think um, they're looking at him and saying, you're not providing the burst. Like DeAndre Swift had one carry go for 20 yards and one carry go for zero yards. And they said, yep, we see exactly what we wanted to out of DeAndre Swift. Electricity, he can make people miss. But uh, Penny, they kept playing him, I think, in hopes that they would see something similar. And since they're not, I think they can go back to what they know, which is Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, coming in and taking in uh, taking those roles. <laughs> Excellent perception, Phil. Rashad Penny gets a 17-yard carry, and you go, "Well, it's not 20. It's not a burst. Sorry, it's not. It, <laughs> it, 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 he can it. You you can have a, a run that's blocked for 17 yards. And I think what, when DeAndre Swift got 20, they're like, "Dude." You you just burned two. You turned a five yard carry into a twenty yard carry, and that's why we got you. I I just think that they're not giving Rashad Penny. Uh, like we talked about earlier, I think it has a lot more to do with uh, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles did not play half of the game for most of their games last year. Um, they're playing for end game. They're playing for the playoffs. Rashad Penny. You know, if they if they give him a boatload of carries, then he's not going to make it that far. Um, I think that they're going to have a very nice rotation of running backs, and I think it's going to be very good for their football team, and I do not think it'll be good for fantasy. With that being said, if uh, DeAndre Swift can get receptions, which people have not been able to, or running backs have not been able to do in Philly, then uh, he'll be totally worth his pick. Besides that, you know, I think Rashad Benny, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, they are going to be all the same player who are once again not getting touchdown rushing touchdowns because of Jalen Hurts. All right, I have a thought, and I just want to get your take real quick. Daniel Jones, I think he played to his ceiling last year, not because he was a good thrower of the ball, but because of how much value he provided as a runner. And I think the offense pivots to a more pass-centered offense just because, like, it's better. It's a better scheme. It puts your quarterback less at risk. And I think Brian Dable knows that. And he's not going to take a guy that now is a $100 million player and put him at risk as much. So that means his number is going to come down from a fantasy perspective. I don't think he's going to get like those rushing, those easy points from that. And I don't think he's going to make up for it as much as a passer. Uh, is Daniel Jones a guy that you are completely fading? I'm completely fading him just based off of where he's getting drafted. Uh, there's there's just other more consistent people. If you just look down a little bit, I will take, G of this group, I will take Geno Smith. I will take Kirk Cousins every time over Daniel Jones. Because at this point, like my strategy, I'm looking for a backup. I'm not looking for a home run hitter. I want someone who will consistently uh, provide for you know, now we're talking about the throwers in these high volume offenses. Those, those are who I want as my backup. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, to me, now 
I think Dable will do whatever it takes to win. I think he has he's a winner. Uh, if that means Daniel Jones have to, has to run, then I think he's fine with it. But at the same time, that's, you know, that's not what their offense is going for. I do like Darren Waller this year. I just, um, you know, every metric I see about Daniel Jones shows like he's a good quarterback, and I just don't see it. Sorry, guys. I just don't. All right. Uh, anyone else um, noteworthy to you? I think we've used all mine. Okay. Um, I got I Elijah some. Moore. Elijah Moore is a guy I like for the Browns. Don't want David Njoku, though. Quentin Johnston, another guy I like. I think um, all Chargers, always a good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're building a best ball team and you have all the Chargers players, I think you're in a good position. <laughs> <laughs> um, of the people I talked to, I already talked about Samaji P. Ryan. I talked about uh, Zach Charbonnet a little bit. Uh, I like them. Uh, I, I guess I'm on the Elijah, uh, Elijah Moore and Quentin Johnston um, group here. This this is once again it's a good round. I like I like all these people, especially if one of them falls a little bit to me in the next round. Absolutely great. Um, if you want to take your chance on Michael Thomas in a PPR league, sure. I mean, I get it. You know, he's he's gotten his uh, PPR. He you know he has a nose. Uh, or last year he at least had a nose for an end zone and the uh, for the end zone, but at the same time, uh, I like Olave better. I am not. I will not be the one placing that bet on Michael Thomas. Yeah, I'm with you. That I like. If Thomas was around later or earlier, I might take him over those players. But in this position, I'd rather have Zay Flowers, Elijah Moore, Quentin Johnston, and that's just personal preference. Actually, uh, now yeah. let's go on. Um, to that, the that's a good point, Phil. Here, uh, Zay Flowers mm-hmm. is in this round too. This is where you bet on rookies. This is where you bet on someone coming out and um, really uh, just breaking out because, uh, you know, rookies are first year, second year receivers, uh, first year running backs. They're doing it so- earlier than they have been previously. Um, there's the big question of, you know, the mystery. We don't know. We haven't seen them do it before. So they do start down here, but you have a lot of first and second round talent right here and those are the bets that uh i make i picked the charbonnet i picked uh jordan addison um uh big fan of quentin johnston i wish i could have got him too uh, i'll take guys like that over the jujus and the michael thomases of the world all right let's wrap up so now to the point that i said you really win your fantasy leagues i'm just going to turn it off because i'm not going to deal with scrolling for these players these are rounds 10 plus and beyond um this is the bottom like the bottom line is hitting a home run here is is the reason people start out 10 and 0 in their leagues or something and it's because uh they had kareem hunt the year he went off they have lamar jackson the year he went off so just keep that in mind that these are our players we're betting on but not everyone's going to get lucky and hopefully these are the guys that pan out so i have four players listed um i don't know how many you have but you can start I have more than you. You should start. <laughs> All right, fine. If that's the way, I'm going to start Rashawn Johnson. I mentioned him earlier. Um, he is already taking first team snaps. Um, he looked good in the preseason. They've said his pass blocking has improved. He is, I think, going to be the guy in a new young offense. They don't want Dante Foreman there. I think they picked him up as insurance. So I think Johnson is the guy they drafted. Johnson is the GM's guy, the coach's guy. So I am all in on the Bears, relying on him in an offense that should rely on an RPO style. 
with with uh, him and Justin Fields, which is just going to create more opportunities, um, whether it's quick hit passes, whether it's on the ground. So I believe Rashawn Johnson will be he, – he's not going to be a superstar. This, this offense isn't going to, you know, change the world. However, he could, you know, work his way up to fourth-round pick next year. All right. Um, a, f- a few guys that I like here, and we're more, these are the old guys. These are the second year guys <laughs> that I like, but uh, Jalen Warren <laughs> and Romeo Dows. Uh, I gotta tell you, um, first off, uh, Jordan Love, uh, he's done absolutely everything you'd expect from him in preseason. Uh, this is the same reason why Sam Bradford is not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's because it doesn't matter what you do in the preseason. Uh, but uh, it looks like him and uh, Romeo Dobbs have found some sort of a connection. Um, I think that that's probably more sustainable than like the big play, like Christian Watson. I'd, I'd rather have Romeo Dobbs in the, you know, the second last pick of the draft than uh, Christian Watson in the, in the third or fourth. So uh, that's just me. Uh, and then Jalen Warren. Um, and this has a little bit to do with the eye test. Uh, this has a little bit to do with the fact that, uh, I don't believe in Najee, but I think uh, work- Jalen Warren is working his way more into the like the, the 50-50, 60-40 split, but he is just a better running back than Najee Harris. Okay, I know Alabama fans are super mad at me about that one, but I just think that he just looks more explosive out there. Uh, their offense uh, just looked better with him, despite the fact that he faced as many stacked boxes as Najee Harris. I didn't believe that either until... Um, I saw it, man. Stats are crazy, Phil. But uh, I like Jalen Warren uh, in the the tenth plus round uh, as well. All right. So now a guy I like. It's a guy I ended up with. I've, I've ended up with him a lot more than I ever thought I would, and it's Anthony Richardson. Um, I don't know if it's because Colin Coward has talked him up, and I, you know, saw a YouTube clip of it. But uh, he seems to be the guy that is actually impressing. Um, at his uh, training camps and stuff as a rookie. He is a monster, and I think he's going to have huge rushing upside. Um, the fact that, uh, what's his face? Shane Steichen is his offensive coordinator or head coach now. Um, I think it's a huge advantage because he made Jalen Hurts pan out very well and came up with great creative rushing opportunities. So I think um, Richardson is a guy that absolutely can come out and, you know, be a huge fantasy asset in the Justin Fields mold. Just because he's not throwing for 30 touchdowns doesn't mean he can't be a top 10 QB. Uh, now, he is a guy you will want to pair with a um, like a good volume thrower to give you some floor. Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, that kind of realm. Uh, but I can, I'm can i absolutely taking flyers on Anthony Richardson. Um, I think he's on most of my teams, honestly. In our, fa- in our family league, I was about to pick him but also i didn't pick trevor lawrence i had justin fields and i was like i can't have both of these guys because it's just too much high risk they're too twins much, you know high, <laughs> high reward um but uh you know uh, richardson came out super raw uh from college uh he doesn't have the weapons in uh indy i'm not as um like high on him from just like a completing the year i think it's gonna look ugly in indy for a bit yeah yes stats might follow but um i i just i i couldn't bear to watch a game with, with uh josh richardson knowing that you know he's the guy I, i'm putting everything in on yes i agree i um a few strategies i've done is pairing him with like a deshaun watson or a Tua, people who are in like the ninth or tenth round and i am you know 
that is fine. That, that is an excellent later later uh, round pick. But man, makes me nervous. All right, uh, who else do you have on your list? Um, I have some. I actually have some older guys too. But uh, the two that I actually like are uh, Kendra Miller and Devon A Chain, and I'm lumping them together because they are these. You know, uh, I, I believe they were both second day uh, draft picks. Uh, I think Kendra Miller was all the way in like third. Um, but uh, number one, I love the situations that they're in. Miami's offense is gonna be dangerous. They they're just fast, and they're like, we're just gonna keep getting the fastest people we can uh, out there. Um, I I do like Jeff Wilson too. He's another name I have. Just I, I think he might be you know a little more uh, reliable at the beginning of the year. Um, but Devon A. Chain um, is... Certain- I'm just going to interrupt for one second. Um, but any Miami running back is not a wrong answer to me because they're all fast. They're all in... I mean, I don't know about A. Chain, but I know Mostert and Wilson are both injury prone. So if you take a gamble on any of them, you might be right at some point in the season. So any of them, mm-hmm. I agree. Take, take, more, take your shots. Yeah, more important than that, though. Last year, they had value. Uh, if you hit right with, with, which, with yep. which one was giving it to you, uh, I mean, they were very, I mean, <laughs> very, very uh, effective uh, backs for fantasy, especially when two was there. So, um, Phil's uh, going uh, all uh, blackout on. I us got my here. lights. We're good. Okay, but we're good. Uh, <laughs> so Devon Chain, Jeff Wilson, uh, I like, but uh, Kendrick Miller, especially, you know, there is a chance that he just shows off uh, when Kamara's not there. You know, I I do think that he's more of a central back to an offense than Jamal Williams. I think Jamal Williams is strictly the goal line and for first, maybe not even second down back uh, in New Orleans to start. He's uh, old, reliable, but nothing fancy. Um, I, I think that if Kendrick Miller shows off, then uh, I, I think that uh, you're, you're talking about a split back deal with like him and Kamara when he comes back. All right, so. Sorry about my lighting situation. Um, but the last guy I have, and then I'll cover... Uh, yeah, this is the last guy I have. Jet McKinnon. Um, pass catcher for the Chiefs. He was phenomenal at the end of the year last year, and he is going in the useless RB territory. So He's I too good to be talking about where we're at. Grabbing him. I, lo- I love Jarek McKinnon yes, as well. Absolutely. He's too good to be talking here, guys. Pick him up in the ninth with all those other good guys we talked about in the ninth. Um, the one other, the last yep. guy I have, like the last pick of the draft type of guy, Kenneth Gainwell, for the exact same reason we don't like Rashad Penny. I think he will give you Rashad Penny value um, just with the very last pick of your draft. Um, Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift, both of them are injury prone. Kenneth Gainwell can certainly give you a shot. That's it, you know. Um, yeah, just with the last pick, why not? All right. Um, so with that and my lightning situation, you got a flashlight. We're going to call that the show. I, I, I do have a flashlight, but there's, there's no point in doing that. Thank you guys for listening. I kind of look like I'm telling a ghost story. Um, again, sorry about the lighting situation and, uh, thank you. hopefully we can help you win your fantasy league. If you guys want to see a real ghost story, you should see my brother Andrew's, uh, family or team or family <laughs> team in our league. <laughs> Insult. One Just of our kidding. Listeners. He's not Great watching. Job. All right. <laughs> See ya.